Welcome to a Honeybee Podcast, where we talk about all things life, love, law, and legacy. I'm your host, Erica Diamond. Before we get down to business, let's start with a prayer. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the message you have downloaded in my spirit to share today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Have your way. I pray that anyone listening in be open to hear your voice, open their spiritual ears to hear you. And even if and when you have me speak about anything difficult to hear, I pray that my listeners have softened and willing hearts. I bind up any darkness so that there are no distractions nor hindrances during our time together and I lose the ministering angels to minister to each and every person under the sound of my voice. Use me as your mouthpiece. In Jesus' name, amen. To be or not to be, that is the question. (laughs) All right, seriously though. To judge or not to judge. All right, which one is it? You know what? clear it up for you guys today. Let's go. Welcome guys. Today we are talking about judgment. What does that even mean? Should we be doing it? Let's go. So the first thing that I want to say is what judgment actually is in the scripture. Okay get out your papers your pens pencils highlighters etc because we are going to talk about the difference in judgment and what we should be doing and what we shouldn't judgment in scripture can mean either condemnation shouldn't be doing that or being educated instructed and or guided now with that said we are going to be talking about a lot of scripture today because i really want to help those out there uh, to get the knowledge not only knowledge but wisdom that they need to be able to handle circumstances in life and to also shut out the voice of the enemy that can very well come not only through your you know thoughts but also through other people that unfortunately may not recognize that they hold a religious spirit all right so i am pulling up all the scripture that we're going to be going over today um contrary to this mistaken idea that christians should never judge which is um what we see in Matthew 7, 1, which we're going to go over at the very end, uh, people that serve God are actually told to judge many things. We're actually told to do that. All right. Um, So we're going to be talking about um, a few issues and areas in life that require us to make these judgments. And so before I even go into the scriptures itself, I want to give you guys some definitions. Okay. Um, I am a true teacher at heart. 
when I find a word, I want to make sure that I completely understand that word in its entirety. I want to see synonyms. I want to see anything associated with it, etc., so that I not only have knowledge, but I also have the wisdom to use it properly. Okay. So, um, three words that I want to go over with you guys today. The first one being discern the word discern to discern is to tell apart, to perceive, to make out, to detest, to recognize, to identify, to become aware of. Now, the opposite of discern is I'm going to miss something. I may overlook something. Okay. So in reading that, that tells me automatically, I do want to be able to discern certain things. Okay. Let's go to word number two. Word number two is discernment, the ability to judge well. There goes that word that some people struggle with. And I want to say this uh, because even in my teachings, I want people to be delivered from the things that they um, may not even realize that they're actually dealing with. Okay. Um, If someone is here today and they are carrying that religious spirit, don't feel condemned. Okay. The Holy Spirit actually comes to reveal things, to convict us so that we are able to now Uh, grab hold of what Christ has offered us. It's as simple as repenting and turning away, doing a U-turn, not a 360. I want to make sure that's clear. 360 means you're right back where you you started. Um, So you're doing a a U-turn and you're turning away from what it was that you were doing or saying or acting like, etc. Um. So discernment is the ability to judge well. The people that have an issue with the word judge or judgment, you may want to take into consideration that you are carrying um, some type of um, religious spirit or you could be struggling with maybe some shame, uh, fear, something like that. Basically it's, it's negative. Okay. Um, the word number three is judgment. Okay. Judgment, AKA discernment. Okay. Um, those are actually synonyms of each other. Um, judgment is also intelligence and wisdom. Okay. So we do need judgment in certain cases, which is discernment, the ability to make considered decisions or come to sensible conclusions. So as followers of Christ, right? We're serving the Lord. Should we not be able to make considered decisions? Should we not be able to come to sensible conclusions? Makes sense to me. So let's talk about those areas of life um, or issues that we need to be able to 
um, make those sound judgments, uh, the discernments, okay? The first one being in doctrine. That is, right, one of the most important. So here you are, you gave your life to Christ, or maybe you want to, but you want to be able to understand what it is that you're doing. Well, um, one area that we need to be able to have good judgment or discernment in is going to be in the doctrine. We have to be able to realize, hey, is this sound judgment or is it flawed? Did they take something out of this that I'm not seeing? Um, did they um, twist this, right? Unfortunately, we have people in this world, whether it's just, you know, the regular Joe Schmo, um, some pastors, evangelists, etc., they will go around preaching the word of God. Unfortunately, they will throw their opinion in the mix. And that is going to be something that's flawed when you make it something that God has said. Okay. So again, disclaimer, nothing wrong with giving your opinion on something. However, you want to make sure that it is completely distinguished between the word of God and your own opinion. You want to make sure that you are actually saying that uh, to those that are listening to you. Okay. Um, let's go to First Timothy 4, 1 and 16. And then we're going to go to Second Timothy 4, 3 through 4. Um, let's see. 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 16, okay? All right, verse 1 says, But the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in later times some will turn away from the faith, paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons. I'm going to actually go to verse two, misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with the branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning. Okay. So that is there. This, this verse, I believe, or oh, these two verses, verses one and two, um, that's there to basically tell you guys, Hey, just so you know, some people are not exactly trying to lead you closer to Christ. Unfortunately, there are those that are being used uh, to deceive you. And how are you deceived? Because we may not be really into the word. We're not understanding the word. Um, it, it's, it's flawed in some sense. Let's go to 16. All right, same same chapter. Chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 16 now. Be, uh, pay close attention to yourself. Concentrate on your personal development and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. Hold to them. For as you do this, you ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. 
Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Pay close attention to yourself. Um, concentrate on your personal development. A lot of times people will hear the word of God and they immediately want to turn into a preacher. Another disclaimer, right? It is okay to speak the word of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, discernment, sound judgment tells us, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, I feel the Lord is talking to me. Okay. Absorb that in which the Lord is speaking to you about making sure that you are paying close attention to yourself, your heart, what's coming out of your heart, your actions, your thoughts, your habits. Concentrate on your personal development, meaning, hey, let that word change you, right? Let it better you. This is now the Holy Spirit doing a work in you. And get this, right? While it's a-okay to be excited and preach the word of God, now check this out. Not only with you doing that, right? You focusing on yourself first and foremost. Not only is it ensuring um, salvation for yourself, right? And I'm not saying that you're doing all these things to be saved, right? I just want to make sure that's super clear for anyone out there. Um, that salvation, that is a gift, okay? You don't you don't need to earn salvation, however, right? right? No, there's no however, that's period. After you are saved, um, when you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, the Holy Spirit is now guiding you, changing you, um, weeding out uh, many things that may not, um, that, that should not be there. Okay. But ensuring in the sense that there are some people that say, oh, I'm saved. I love God. I go to church. That, that's, that was it? Or, oh, oh but you, you still get to gossip and curse out this person and smash things when you're angry and act a fool and um just do whatever you want you get to sleep around and right because because you're saved right was that no that would be flawed judgment flawed discernment right so when you allow the word to work on you you're also affecting others, whether you like it or not, whether you see it or not, there are a countless um, number of people that are actually watching you. Whether it is your worst enemy, trust me, they watch you, to your very best friend. So it would make sense if you are working on yourself first and foremost and allowing that word sound word sound doctrine to do a work in you it doesn't matter what you say at that point because your actions are going to show 
um, this new creation. Okay. Let's go to, we got a lot of verses on this one. Okay. Religious teachers. This is the next one that we have to um, make uh, sound judgment and discernments on. Religious teachers. So do they teach truth or error? We're going to go to a couple of different verses. Matthew, first one is Matthew 7, 15. Now, granted, the whole chapter of seven is phenomenal, but we're going to focus on 15. Okay. Uh, it says, beware of the false prophets, teachers, who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. I'll keep going a little bit. By their fruit, you will recognize them, that is, by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Okay. Um, so just keep in mind that when we talk about false prophets and teachers, again, a lot of people nowadays are set. I mean, if you blew your nose the wrong way, it's, and and, you know. I'm exaggerating that point, but we get the point. Um, a lot of people are just exaggerating the amount of false prophets that, that, that are out there, false teachers and stuff like that. Um, read the word for yourself. Okay, guys, read the word for yourself. <laughs> for the love of God, read the Bible for yourself. Okay. Um, this way we're not ignorant to um, what's being out there. Okay. Um, and then pray for the person that is just out there just talking and talking and talking about um, many others, okay? Because um, that's going to be a uh, podcast of mine, I think, coming up pretty soon. Gossip. A lot of people don't realize that they're gossiping. You're gossiping, okay? Keep your mouth shut, please. It, it, like, for your sake. Forget about everybody else. The Lord can, trust me, he can speak to them and and bring them truth. Um, but for the ones that are um, gossiping, it, it's it's not good. Um, let's get back on track, though. Um, so these are the ones that are pretty much taking you away from the Lord. Okay? Taking you away from the word, from the, what's the truth. Let's go to Acts uh, 20, uh, verses 29 through 31. And please read over these verses on your own time. Let it marinate. Let the Lord um, speak to you and reveal to you what he has to say specifically to you about it. There we go. 29 through 31 acts 20 okay so it says i know that after i'm gone false teachers like ferocious wolves will come in among you not sparing the flock 
even from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse and distorted things. Okay. So it, a false prophet is not someone that's giving their opinion on something. People give their opinions all the time. Um, they may not fully understand something, or maybe they're just coming into learning something and they're kind of discussing it. Um, you know, maybe um, try to see other people's points as well. Um, again, nothing wrong with talking about things. Now, there's a difference. If you say, hey, God said X, Y, Z, and you are like forcing it down someone's throat or whatnot, um, and you're twisting it to mean something that is going to only benefit you, right? It's it's being used to build your um, platform. It's being used to gain more followers, okay? Um, and you're uh, kind of putting in what the Lord is saying, but then you're kind of twisting it a little bit. Um, you're kind of like throwing in a word. Uh, and again, some people don't realize that they're doing this. I will say that, okay? A lot of people with that religious spirit, unfortunately, um, or even a manipulative spirit, they don't realize what they're doing. Now, are they going to be held accountable for what they're doing? Absolutely. And we're going to get into that at the very end of this when we talk about the actual judgment that the Lord will do, right? You are 100% responsible for every action, every thought, every, right? The Lord is going to judge you on all of that. With that said, someone that is carrying that kind of spirit, manipulative, religious, you know, whichever it is, um, they are unfortunately blinded. Okay. Um, they're blinded. A sure way to tell if someone is carrying either one of those spirits, God forbid you use that same information that they're trying to dish out to you, right? Go ahead and use it back on that. Go ahead and question them. Go ahead and ask them, where in the Bible specifically can I see this? And not only see it, but multiple times. I want to see it multiple times because that's the way God works. In the Bible, it is inevitable to see something listed. Trust me, it's more than once. It's, it's not just going to be in one little spot. And that is that. Unless we're talking about the New Testament. That's another story for another day. Um, in the New Testament where Paul was going around to these different places and he said, hey, this is specific to this group here. Right. That's like going to someone and saying, hey, you know, um, <laughs> I'm just going to use a very funny analogy. OK, for all my Hispanics out there and specifically some kind of Hispanics. OK, it's not all Hispanics uses adobo. OK, uh, we'll talk about Puerto Ricans that I know of. OK, um, Puerto Ricans will use adobo on their cooking. OK. Um, if I'm going to speak to um, Puerto Ricans, I will mention that, right? 
Now, if I go speak to a different kind of Hispanic, I don't know, maybe a South American or um, let me go talk to um, a black person, a white person, right? Whatever. People of different races. Okay. Um, if I want to go talk to a German person, a French person, they're not using adobo on their food. Okay. So when we talk about um, certain things or when we read about certain things in the New Testament, we really have to understand that they're talking about different groups. Okay. It is okay to say um, that I'm not going to talk to a German person about using adobo. That's just, it's just, they don't do that. Okay. Um, so we're not talking about that. Just want to make sure. I always like to, to just kind of throw out these disclosures because people take these things and they just like run a mile. It's like, wait a minute, but she said this, this, and this, but he said, blah, blah, blah. Guys, 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 reel it in, reel it in. Ask the Lord to help you um, in the area of discernment and judgment. Ask him. I promise you, um, when you ask the Lord for something, he will do a work in your heart and he will then, um, you know, be able to um, give you that um, revelation so that you are through him, um, through him, you, you have the power to um, now make sound discernments and judgments. Okay. Um, number three, morals, morals. We're going to be talking about um, first Thessalonians and first Corinthians with this one. Okay. So morals, um, do we accept and live by godly standards or do we live by the world? Right. So think about that. Do we just kind of see what the world's doing and we just do what the world is doing? Yeah, you see that a lot nowadays, right? Uh, all these different trends and stuff like that on TikTok and Instagram and all this, whatever, whatever social media is out there, right? Um, is that what people of God do? Do we just simply follow what the world is doing? Or do we say, you know what? Um, we have to live by godly standards. You know, let me go to the word and see what godly standards are there, right? I can't sit here and say, hey, I believe in the Lord and I follow him and I'm not even doing anything that um, he says, right? That doesn't make any sense, okay? Um, so let's go to, I'm going to go ahead and highlight it so I know what we're reading, what we're focusing on. Um Let's see. Okay. First Thessalonians four verses one through seven. It says, um, I love the title of this particular um, chapter, sanctification and love. Finally, believers, we ask and admonish you in the Lord Jesus that you follow the instruction that you received from us about how you ought to walk and please God. just as you are actually doing and that you excel even more and more pursuing a life of purpose and living in a way that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. Now remember salvation is a gift. You're not doing anything to earn that. That is simply believing that Christ has died for your sins and you are putting him as Lord over your life. Okay. So this life is not your own um, you are choosing to live for him. 
So he's telling those people to, um, you know, excel more and more. So they're, they're doing a good job. He wants them to continue, right? So remember, we're not trying to shoot for perfection like, um, Let's do, 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 and, and just accomplish and all that. And, and, and like, you see, God, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and this and that. No, um, it, it's, it's not that crazy race. However, you will be able to see in your daily actions, how you treat people. Okay. And remember guys, some people can put on a, a good show. Okay. Um, there are people in positions right now, people in authority that are able to manipulate others and say, look, you know, I'm a policeman and I'm a, um, you know, I'm in the military or I'm a, a, a firefighter or I'm a teacher. Um, and it's like, just because you hold that title does not mean that all of a sudden you are God's gift to the whole world. Now, another disclosure. Are we grateful to those that are actually in those positions that are actually doing the right thing, not only outside, but also inside, meaning in their homes, right? The people in their homes are able to say, wow, not only do you save people out there, not only do you protect the people out there, not only do you teach the people out there, but you do the same thing here in your household. Okay. But again, with sound discernment and sound judgment, you are able to sniff those kind of people out quick. All right, let's keep going. For you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God that you be sanctified, meaning you are separated, right? Sanctified. We're separated and set apart from sin. That is the goal, right? So again, we're not just, oh yeah, you know, I got saved and you know, I go to church and stuff like that. But you know, girl, I will, I will cut you. Okay, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. It's not funny. Um, I don't even find it funny when people, um, you can joke about, like have a sense of humor about like where you came from and stuff like that. Um, but I personally, okay, and you can fight about this with yourself in the comments by all means. I personally do not agree with those people that'll sit there and say, you know, oh, be careful. You got to watch that one. You know, you got to make sure she's saved. Oh, she stays saved. Why is that even funny? That's actually ignorant. Because if the Bible says that we're supposed to be separated and set apart from sin, why are we joking about quite possibly getting into some type of scenario that's going to get us to sin. You don't make no sense. Like, it, no. And here's the thing. Now, if you're saying that, like you're joking with your little group and it's like, you know, oh girl, I'm gonna mess you up. 
and just joking around, but you know that you know that that's not how you are. You don't roll like that, right? Okay. But a lot of times people put things on social media. Follow social media. Your followers. What if you now are hindering the life of someone else as a leader, right? Because people are always watching you. And I'm not saying that, hey, like they have to make their own judgment call. They have to make their own decisions. They're responsible for their decisions. But what if you are now hindering that person, right? So again, God's judgment at the very end, we're going to discuss that. You are going to be held accountable for something like that also. All right, I'll leave that one alone. All right. And that's not a scare tactic, guys. That's genuinely, if I am a woman of my word, it shouldn't be hard to say, hey, I said I believe in Christ. I said that I live for him. It shouldn't be hard to um, have my actions, um, my thoughts, my habits, etc., uh, line up to that. All right. That you abstain and back away from sexual immorality. That each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, being available for God's purpose and separated from things profane. Not to be used in lustful passion, like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of his will. And that in this matter of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud his brother because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Key words, guys. The Lord is the avenger in all these things. That's what we're going to talk about at the very end as far as God giving that final judgment. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Just as we have told you before and solemnly warned you for God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or private. There we go again with that public and private. A lot of people do things in public, but let you come home and you're, you know, if walls could talk, hello. All right. That was a long one but a good one. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go on. I'm going to continue to verse number eight, actually. So whoever rejects and disregards this is not merely rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy spirit to you to dwell in you and empower you to overcome temptation. Okay, I just wanted to add that last thing in there. All right, let's go to, where are we going? Where are we going? First Corinthians six, nine, and 10. First Corinthians six, nine, and 10. It's already highlighted. Okay. Um, I also want to just kind of jump back really quickly. Number two, when we were talking about religious teachers, um, you can also read Colossians 2, verse 8, and Revelation 2, verse 2. 
Okay, we didn't get to go over those. Jumping back to morals. Okay, so doctrine, religious teachers, and morals. These are all uh, issues or areas of life that require us to make these sound judgments or sound discernments. Okay, uh, this is 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. I'm going to read 11 probably also. Um, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor perversely effeminate, effeminate, hope we said that right. Um, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, um, those whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander. Ooh, I never saw that before. Like that one part, that one word. It's like you read it. Clearly, I read this. It was highlighted. But that one word, wow. I know a lot of people who have used their words as weapons to abuse, to insult, to humiliate, to intimidate, or slander. What is the Lord saying here? <laughs> if you did that because it happened to you, if you did that because you have control issues, if you did that because you have shame issues, um, is God going to excuse you? No. No. Everyone is going to be held accountable for what they do. Again, this is not some type of scary condemnation story. This is um, literally um, an eye-opener, right? An eye-opener. Hey, wait a minute. I want to make sure I'm living right. I want to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for the Lord. Okay. Um, all right, I'll keep going. Maybe touchy. Nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. And such were some of you before you believed. But you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified. You were set apart. You were made holy. You were justified. That means you were declared free of guilt. Okay, free of your sin in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. Okay, so here we go again with the person that's joking, like, oh, you know, I got to make sure I stay saved. What? Even saying something like that, salvation is a gift. So, I know, and people just want to have fun and joke and this, that, and the other. It's not a joke. I'm not going to sit around and say, this person is going to make me do X, Y, Z, and I may not be saved, or I'm going to struggle in my salvation. It's a gift. That in itself is twisting the word. Now, you want to sit here and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, you know, it might change behavior. That's a different story. That's sanctification. 
Okay. Should we have humor in our in our walk and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, lighten up. You know, again, we're not saying, hey, you know, I have to be perfect and I better do it. No, but I can guarantee you guys, radical change is a real thing. Okay. It's a real thing for the person that takes it serious. It's a real thing for the person that says, you know what? I'm I'm a new creation. If you're a new creation, okay, and you are still doing the things that you did way back when, or even yesterday, you're not a new creation. Unfortunately, you yourself, by your actions, are putting yourself back into this category of either A, you're returning back to your vomit, or B, you really are doing this as a manipulative um, tactic, and you are literally the the sheep in wolf's clothing that, that the Bible talks about. I will carry on. Okay. So we need, we need good judgment. We need good discernment in that area also. Okay. Um, it's like a, a parent, any parents out there that have our kids and, um, or that have kids, excuse me. And you say, oh no, but you know, little Timmy is saved. So, you know, I know he's disrespecting me and he's not doing what I say, but, but he's saved. Good old little Timmy, you know, God will judge him later on. Yeah. What? What? Little Timmy needs a consequence. What are you saying? Right? We're not going to say that. So clearly you need sound judgment, sound discernment in that area of parenting. Right? Now I'm not saying beat, beat little Timmy up. Listen, again, y'all can argue in the comments and all this, that, and the other. I do not believe in beating children. It's not going to happen. You cannot tell me otherwise. I can guarantee you that you can discipline your child, okay? I mean, should the Lord, the Lord, listen, for those of you that are okay with beating up your kids, okay? Listen to this. Should the Lord beat you up? Because you act like a fool day in and day out. Let's let the Lord put his hands on you the way you're putting your hands on your kids, calling it discipline. So that it should be okay if the Lord did that to you. Let's let you end up with some illnesses, a broken car. Um, you, you, you got no money. You're struggling. Hello. Be careful. Be careful. That's actually coming up in uh, one of these Bible verses that we're reading, okay? And the way you judging somebody else is the way that the Lord's going to judge you. So you better better be right. Again, this is not a scare tactic. This is people like to do certain things that are beneficial to themselves. But if it was done to you, is it still okay? It should be. Right? I tell my students this all the time. I'm like, listen, don't play yourself. Don't play yourself. Okay. 
All right, let's go on to number four, friends. For those of us that are struggling with judge, right? Um, do we not want our children to have sound discernment and judgment when it comes to picking friends and even ourselves? Do we want, um, I say uh, our children, but again, it's talking about ourselves also. Are we going to go hang out with Joe Schmo that is just, you know, screwing around and, and doing God knows what we out in the clubs and drinking and partying and carrying on and smoking and doing all the things that look just like the world, um, half naked, you know, dancing on tables and God knows other what, whatever these people are doing. I don't know because I don't go out like that. Um, you know, do we choose them wisely or do we just kind of like, Hey, you look pretty. You could be my friend. Hey, you're kind of cool. I don't know. You're funny. Just be my friend. No, we, we want to pick them wisely, right? You don't want your child to come home and they are now the best friend to some crazy troublemaker. And now your kid, you wonder why your kid's acting all this, that, and the other. Well, hello, it's these influences, okay? Now, that does not mean that we are now condemning this person, okay? We are not condemning them. That is that is judgment. That is not even our place to begin with. Am I saying that little Timmy that has, you know, the friend that's a troublemaker, and now this troublemaker, oh my God, that troublemaker, oh, get, get away from him. And listen, no. Can little Timmy go and um, witness to that person? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's actually um, in the Bible where people get that, that whole thing uh, mistaken where they're like, oh, well, Jesus went and sat with the sinners. Right. Um, so Jesus was pure. Um, he didn't have sin. Right. So um, when he went to go sit with those sinners. Yeah. Um, remember radical change I was talking about? That's what happened. Did they mess up? Yes. Right? People like to throw out Peter and they're like, oh my God, but Peter was, you know, this and that and blah, blah, and his anger. And okay. 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 But it was this continuous change that they were doing. Okay. It wasn't like he went to Mary Magdalene and he said, hey, turn from your ways. You are now saved, etc." She turned from her way that night. And then Jesus was like, Mary, we, we out. We got to go, you know, preach to the next thing. And she's like, oh, oh, let me put my clothes back on. Oh, God. All right. You know, um, Jesus calling me. So um, I'll come hang out with you uh, next week. Okay. She was not doing that. Guys, come on now. So we're not condemning the person that is a troublemaker or that's out you know, um, clubbing and smoking and drinking and getting drunk and, and sleeping around and stuff like that. We're not condemning them. What we're saying is, Hey, let's use sound judgment, right? Let, let's, let's not overlook this thing. Right. And say, Hey, is there something good in this person? Absolutely. We are all, uh, made in the image of the Lord. Um, we can find something good in this person. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think I want to hang around this person on a day-to-day -day basis because I don't want to have um, that kind of influence kind of come in and, and even tempt me, right? Um, 
So, so that's what we're talking about as far as choosing them wisely. But let's just go to um, Proverbs 12, verse 26. Let's do that. See what that says here. Okay. So it says the righteous man is a guide to his neighbor. Okay. So again, if we're giving our lives to Christ and we want to, um, we want to be like Christ, we want to show him. Um, a righteous man, meaning a person that is um, looking to follow the laws, right? We're, we're looking to follow what the Lord is telling us. We're looking to be a good example. We want someone to see a brand new creature. We want people to just see Christ, right? Forget about us, okay? I don't want somebody looking at me to look at Erica. Do I matter? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am fun. I am loving. I'm funny, I'm exciting, and all that. That's not the point of this, okay? I want people to see Christ. So the righteous man is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So I don't want to now present myself to somebody, my neighbor, my cousin, my siblings, my whoever, friend, whatever, okay? I don't want to present myself in a way that's going to lead someone astray from the Lord. Again, I'm going to be held accountable for that. Okay. Um, it's that serious. All right. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. I laugh because these are all highlighted. So clearly I've read them. But again, you just reread your Bible over and over and over. I've read through the Bible countless number of times since I don't even know. I think I was saved um, at about 12 years old. And um, it doesn't matter how often you are reading through your Bible. First of all, if we are following Christ, we should have read through the Bible at least once. Okay. Again, no condemnation. It is an encouragement. You should be doing that, right? If you're in school, um, it's like a no-brainer. You should probably begin to class, right? You should probably be checking out your lessons. You should probably be doing your homework. Okay. Right. So you would probably want to read your word. All right. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Do not even associate with a man given to angry outbursts or go along with a hot tempered man. Oh my gosh, guys. Unfortunately, I grew up in this like warped way of thinking and it was like, oh no, but that was okay. Cause you know, it's so-and-so what? And it's like, my brain was just like, um, how can I say my brain was groomed to see that as a norm and like, oh, but huh? It's like we're having sympathy and empathy for this person, but the Bible specifically says don't even associate with that kind of person. Now we're saying man, but it's man or woman, okay? The Bible literally says don't associate with that kind of person. If a person is showing a lot of anger issues, if they're breaking things and stuff like that, guys, you should not be associated with them, period, period. 
okay? And trust me, anger and the hot temperament and stuff like that, that's not only shown through breaking something, okay? Be very careful with that because someone that is very manipulative could hear what I'm saying and all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm not breaking things anymore. Oh, I'm not pushing you or hitting you anymore. But you're passive aggressive with me and you're belittling me, but you're saying, ha just kidding. It was just a joke. Come on, lighten up. You're too sensitive. Yeah. Anger comes out in many different fashions. Use good judgment and discernment on that one. Anger is not only hitting a wall or hitting you or screaming. It comes out in many different fashions. Go study that. I don't know who that was for. Use discernment and go study that some more. Okay. Or you will learn his undisciplined ways and get yourself trapped in a situation from which it is hard to escape. That part right there, it saddens me so much when I see, um, I've been a teacher for a number of years, and it saddens me to see um, students of mine, um, you know, come into these situations where now they're exhibiting anger and parents are so concerned. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing X, Y, Z, and this, this, and this. And then it's like my first thing that I've always said, okay, um, as, as even a counselor, okay, I have said, let's take a look at mom and dad. I don't even want to talk to the child first. Maybe to help calm them down. Sure, I could do that. But to have these conversations that we are going to hold to, um, you know, get to know them better, help them out, understand why they have these anger issues, etc. I want to talk to mom and dad first. I want to see what's going on there. You think your child just became angry out of nowhere? It, it was learned from somewhere. And let's just say, you know, mom and dad are like, no, like we're not angry. We genuinely are calm and this, that, and the other. Okay, well, then we need to we need to pray about this. We need to figure this out because it came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. All right. Let's go to number five. Culture. Do we strive to live godly lives or to be accepted by the world? Kind of similar to uh, morals, okay? Um, that's uh, verses 1 John 2, 15 and Revelation 18, 4. Uh, we're not going to go to that. You can, by all means, read on your own time. Um, and the last one's going to be, um, let's go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to be talking about ourselves. That's the last one. Number six is ourselves. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Um, 
I love the um, titles of these different chapters. Um, so 2 Corinthians 13, it's called Examine Yourselves. Okay, we're going to specifically read verse 5. And verse 5 says, test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Again, we talk about, oh, I'm saved, I'm good, I go to church, but I can still gossip and, you know, get drunk and all that kind of stuff. Stop playing yourself, okay? Test and evaluate yourself to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. And I love that we're ending on this particular verse about ourselves because we're going to now go into um, the judgment that we shouldn't be doing. Okay. So um, I, I like that last part. Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. Um, for those of us that don't know what counterfeit means, I'm going to give you a couple of different um, first and foremost, counterfeit. It means you fake. Fake imitation made in exact imitation of something valuable or important with the with the intention to deceive or defraud Ooh, phony forgery hello you comfortable with being a counterfeit with being a phony a fake you comfortable like that? Oh, wow. The opposite is genuine. Okay. The opposite genuine is genuine. Now, I want to speak to the person that is super hard on themselves because been there, done that, right? And if I made a mistake, I'm like, oh my God, Lord, you just don't want me anymore. This is years ago, but still, right? Been there, done that. When we make a mistake and we repent and turn from it, the Lord sees that. He sees our heart. Again, he is the ultimate judge, okay? We are not to condemn ourselves and say, oh my God, I made this mistake and now the Lord doesn't love me. That's it. Like, it just is what it is. I should probably just give up this walk because this is just not for me, right? Like, I'm just, I'm not good. Um that is for the person that is truly um deceived now i also want to say this disclosure i have talked to just a handful of people not that many okay because the majority of the people that i talk to um really bring back the word to the lord and it's like hey this is what i heard from erica lord um you know is this for me if it is you know shed light you know i have an open heart I'm asking for forgiveness in these areas, X, Y, Z. I'm going to say there's a handful of people. Like on one hand, I can count. On one hand, I can count um, maybe, maybe two in my whole life. 
that I've spoken to. One hand, maybe two. Um, handful of people that I have spoken to that it is insane that every single time that I was um, in conversation with them, they would say things like, um, oh, no, I, I hear you, but, you know, that's that's not me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I would never do that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, you know, I used to be like that, but no, I'm not like that no more, you know, and so I'm doing this, this, and this, and blah, blah. And... Do you take anything back to the Lord? Now, I'm not saying specifically like my word, right? I'm saying we could have read something in the Bible together. That's not my word, but it was brought up in a conversation. Do you want to just take it back to the Lord? Like, what? You can't say nothing back? It could be something so far-fetched for me, right? We could be talking about lust and stuff like that right now. And then, and then, you know, I hear, okay, let's just take it back to the Lord. If it's for me and not, it's not any other. I'm going to take it back to the Lord because if it's not for me, then it's, it could be for my kids or it could be for, um, you know, a future spouse. It could be for, um, you know, a friend that I'm standing, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm lifting up them up in prayer. Guys, <laughs> please. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins. Okay, we could we could bring it back to the Lord and say, Lord, is this is this of you? Did you want to um, disclose this, or, or did you did you want to reveal something to me? Did you want to work on my heart? Is this for somebody else? Um, we could do that. Okay. All right. Now for the fun part. So let's read Matthew seven one together, and let's go ahead and clarify a few things. Let's go ahead and clarify a few things. Do little elevator music while we pull it up. <laughs> Kidding. Okay. Focus. Matthew 7, judging others. Okay. So Matthew 7, 1 says, do not judge or criticize <clears throat> and condemn Actually, we're going to read a little bit more than this. So let's just start all over, okay? Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically, not soundly, we just talked about sound judgment and discernment, okay? For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, are we seeing the difference here, guys? So you will be judged. And in accordance with your standard of measure used to pass out judgment, judgment will be measured to you. Okay. So it goes into the spec and the log and all that kind of stuff. Right. So people love to preach on this and wow, they go to town with Matthew seven, one 
guys. Okay. Oh my gosh. I just love this. Wow. So it's not our judge. It's not our job to judge people, right? That's what it says. It's not our job to judge people in the sense of condemning them. Okay. So what we just talked about today, we talked about sound um, doctrine, you know, or flawed doctrine. We talked about religious teachers, morals, friends, cultures, even ourselves. Okay. We talked about how we need to, um, or, or how the Lord requires us to make judgments in these particular areas. Okay. All right. Notice how we weren't condemning anyone in those particular areas. It was like, wait a minute, I have given my life to Christ. I want to make sure I'm lining my life, my actions, my thoughts up with the word. Okay. And I want to make sure this makes sense. Okay. I want to make sure this makes sense. So. I'm not, we're not putting ourselves in this office as a judge. We're not saying she has curly hair. Ew, I have straight hair. Like, doesn't my hair look great? Her hair doesn't really look that good. Ugh, I don't think I could be her friend. Sorry. Or, or let's go. That's petty. Okay, let's go extreme. Oh my God, look at what she's wearing. Oh my God, you look like a hoe. Oh God. Oh, and they're getting drunk. Ugh, ew, oh my God. Well, clearly they're going to hell. Oh my God. They're okay with being losers like that? Ugh. We don't do that, guys. What? That's like condemning them. You don't know what they're going through. I'm not I'm not giving reasoning or excuses towards that kind of behavior. I'm saying you are not God. Okay? What if they were not in a position to have experienced Christ before? Okay, maybe they've heard certain things, there were seeds planted, nothing was ever watered. What if it takes you to go over there and say something and now they see something in a different light and it's like wait a minute this is christ this is who he actually is not those judgmental pricks on that side not the people that are belittling me and making it seem like god could never love a person like me what if right we don't know that so we talk about showing the love of christ when we talk about those things that we need those sound judgments in, that's like what we are allowing to come into our eyes and ears, our minds, our world, our circle, okay? That's what we have to have sound judgment and discernment on, okay? You can show the love of Christ to that person that really needs it, and you don't need to invite them into your world. You don't need to say or be afraid of them tainting you. Okay? You're just 
pouring out the love of Christ, right? It's like you're planting the seed or maybe someone planted the seed and now you're watering it, okay? Of course, we want to use discernment in those situations. You want to ask the Lord, hey, is, is this where you want me to be, right? So let's just, another disclaimer, okay? If you are a gentleman and you are struggling with lust, okay, the Lord's not going to call you to some strip club to go minister to those females, okay? Okay. All right. Alrighty. So we're going to go to um, Psalms 96. We're going to go to Acts and we're going to go to John. Okay. And probably Deuteronomy. We'll see. I'll list all these so you guys can have them. Um, but the responsibility for that kind of judgment, again, is Jesus Christ. It's, it's not us. His judgments are completely fair and merciful. So we don't know how this is going to pan out. Okay. Somebody could be, um, could have been the most abusive um you know, psychotic person in your life. Okay. And if you're still holding on to unforgiveness, okay. If you're still holding on to, um, you know, uh, bitterness or resentment or whatever. Okay. What if that person turned their life around and they are now living for Christ? And I mean, like it's evident in their actions, not that they're manipulative, and still manipulating people into thinking that they've changed. Okay. So again, use discernment. Um, but we're talking about somebody that really has fallen to their knees. I mean, they have submitted their lives to Christ. Holy crap. It's like you can see a new creation, right? Um, that would be a judgment that is so fair and merciful. Now, the, now this person is like giving back and helping, you know, abuse people or whatever the case is. Okay. Um, that to me is fair and merciful, right? I wouldn't sit here thinking like, oh my God, what, you know, he or she, they deserve to go to hell. I wouldn't think that. Heck, anytime I've come into uh, contact with someone that has not shown, uh, Christ has actually shown satanic ways. <laughs> um, my prayer for them um, after I have forgiven them and released them back to the Lord, my prayer is always that they find Christ. If it is his will, right? I don't know. Maybe it is a person that's, that is super evil and they're just not going to submit to Christ and the Lord will take care of that. That's none of my business. I don't care. I'm not Christ. I don't want to go there. Okay. But if nothing else, if, if that is not the case, right? And they are still going to be in this world. I pray that they find Christ because I don't want them hurting someone else the way, you know, they tried to hurt me. Okay. All right. So, um, anywho, so, but, but God does expect us to discern what is godly, what is ungodly so that we can live in obedience, um, to his good and beneficial laws. Okay. Um, and that is uh, in Deuteronomy 10, 13 that we see that. All right. Um, in reading Matthew 7, 1, I'm going to also correlate this with uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 3 through 5. Okay. Um, you guys can read that on your own time. But 
uh, 4.3 itself says, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, okay? So again, we're talking about this type of judgment that is condemning. So if I made a mistake and then I, you know, just like, screw it, I can't do this. I'm not living for Christ because it just, I just keep making too many mistakes and I'm just not good enough. We don't do that. Okay. Completely different from having discernment and judgment in those areas that we talked about earlier. Okay. We don't live for the approval of others or the approval of self, right? I tell that to people all the time. They're like, oh no, I got so much better. And this, this, and this, and blah, blah. Okay. Listen, Hey, we could write down these milestones. Absolutely. Sure. But do not play yourself when, you, when someone is saying, Hey, you know, this hurt me and this, that, and the other, and you come out with a remark like, okay, well, you know, I, I know I hurt you, but you know, well, at least I'm not doing X, Y, Z. What? Oh my Lord. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, good Lord. Oh man. I laugh because it has happened to me and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> may the veil be lifted on some people. All right. James 4, 11 and 12. We're going to end with this so beautifully. Okay, James, actually, let me go to this other part here. James 4, 11 and 12. Okay, believers do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically okay it means that you have the same crap in your freaking backyard in your closet okay you're unrepentant of all that crap whether you see it or you don't okay whether you see it or you don't because some people can't see it some people got that veil over their eyes they got those those satan sunglasses okay um, but just, but it's still there and you're still going to be held accountable. Okay. Um, he who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There is only one lawgiver and one judge the one who is able to save and destroy. Well, I'm going to say that again because some religious folk are just like, oh no, the Lord came for everybody. Oh, we all going to be saved. Come on now. What? Now, how come the Bible says save and destroy? Oh, what? Oh, you read your Bible? Oh, going back to that sound doctrine or the flawed one. Are you making it like that? Because you just want to make sure that you're not the one that would be destroyed. Oh, read your Bible. The one who is able to save and to destroy. The one God who has the absolute power of life and death. God can allow things to happen. Okay. He can pass judgment and something will happen. Right. Again, that's his business. That's not our business. 
But who are you to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor? Okay. God alone is the judge, not you and God, God. Okay. So when you begin to be critical and judgmental of others, you are literally encroaching on territory that is only reserved for God. Okay. And that, my dears, that is clarification for Matthew 7, 1, 1 Corinthians 4, James 4. Okay. That is clarification. That is for someone that is trying to play God. But yet the Bible says that he alone has the power to save and destroy. Completely different from the Lord telling you as a believer, as a follower, to have sound judgment and discernment in areas of life that are going to help you and also help the person that is actually following you, that is helping the person that is looking to you as an example. So I pray that you all take this back in prayer and you discuss with the Lord to show you the difference. Okay. I've, I've explained it. I've given you guys, um, sound doctrine, lots of different passages to go to, um, definitions of synonyms of take this back to the Lord, ask him to help you in this area, because it is imperative that we have discernment, sound discernment, sound judgment that is coming from him, especially in this day and age. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to a honeybee podcast. If you were touched by this episode, please feel free to share with a friend until next time.